This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg. Hello and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If at any point during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at theivag.com. And while at the website, feel free to take a look at some of the other podcasts um, or subscribe to our show on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. That will make sure that you keep up to date with our latest information and episodes. Today, I want to take a look at Medicare. But before we do that, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, Peter. And again, thanks for having me on the show. I love hanging out with you for the podcast every week and we have fun with it. Uh, I always learn a lot, um, you know, and this sounds like a good one. Uh, yeah. This is something that not a lot of people completely understand and some might think they do, but there are a lot of misconceptions out there about Medicare and I think it can be a lot more detailed and complex than people realize. Uh, but uh, some helpful hints and tips here today. Uh, I've had a great week. My family and I are doing well. And now that the weather's a little nicer, we're getting out of the house more, doing more things outside, which is nice because yeah, we've been absolutely. cooped up for a while now. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, uh, things aren't back to normal yet, but, you know, we're getting there. How about you? How have you been, Peter? Yeah, you know, Tony, I would agree with you about the the weather's turning. I think we are the weather's turning nice, and also I think we're turning a corner with this whole COVID nineteen and being in quarantine and all that type of stuff. Getting outside and and businesses are starting to open up. It's it's good. No, no by no means are we back to normal, but uh, I think we're heading in a good direction. And I think you're also correct when you talk about Medicare. That's why we want to talk about it today. It's a topic that not a lot of people understand or can fully appreciate and, and it's good to touch upon every once in a while. Yeah, it's an important topic, but it can be complicated. So where do you want to start? Well, you know, when you start preparing for retirement, Tony, there are no shortage of factors to consider, right? So you got to make an income plan, deciding how you're going to file for Social Security, how are you going to minimize taxes when you're going to retire. Those are just a couple of the issues that need to be addressed. Making sure you craft a retirement strategy that can support your lifestyle in retirement is not necessarily easy. In fact, that financial challenge is, is probably one that you probably haven't faced before. Let's put it that way. The hallmark of a successful retirement is developing a financial strategy that ensures your money will last as long as you do. Retirement is a unique period in your life. How you distribute your money now is just as important as the way you went about saving it all these years, working towards that goal of retirement. And look, it's easy to get tied up in the different financial issues your strategy will encompass, but none of that matters if you don't have your health and you don't have the health care options well understood. So today, Tony, I just want to take a, a big picture view for our listeners of how uh, it's very likely they're going to pay for the health care costs in retirement, and that's through Medicare. Yeah, there you go. And, and you know, how do we uh, how do we do this, though? I mean, 
uh, it's a good point. How do we accomplish all this? Yeah, so you got to keep in mind for the vat, like I say, for the vast majority of retirees, Medicare is going to be the vehicle that they're going to be using for their retirement health care costs. So let's first define what Medicare is, right? Medicare, when you simply boil it down, is is a guaranteed health insurance program for most people older than sixty five. Uh, or those with certain disabilities and with certain diseases. Now, I think it's important just to keep in mind, people often confuse Medicare with Medicaid. A very, very simple way to distinguish the two is Medicare. Uh, You care for the elderly. Medicaid is a program that cares for those who are poor. And if you go to Medicare, you look at their website, there are 60 million, Ameri- uh, 60 million Americans who are using Medicare, using the program, and 51 million of them fall into that 65 or older. So it is a huge program, and it's in a, a crucial element of retirement strategy. Now, Medicare is very similar to Social Security, right? It's a federal social insurance program that you have paid into during your entire career. And like Social Security, getting the most out of it, uh, it requires some careful planning, research, and potentially seeking the help of someone who's a uh, financial professional. For millions of retirees, having an effective Medicare strategy often means the difference between insulating the retirement savings from medical costs or quickly depleting them. The importance of understanding your Medicare coverage cannot be overstated. It's more than just your financial well-being at stake, it's your physical and mental well-being as well. Well, and I think it would be helpful right here uh, if we uh, break it down a little bit. Maybe you could do that for us. Sure. There are a lot of pieces that go into it, but let's we'll try to break it down the best we can. Um, so keep in mind, a, a really helpful resource to this is going to be Medicare.gov. Everything that you need to know is going to be there and you can peruse their website. But Medicare coverage is divided into four parts, right? You have part A, B, C, and D, which are essentially split then into two basic categories. So there's original Medicare, that's part A and B, and additional coverage, that's part C and or D. When it comes to selecting the Medicare coverage that's right for you, it's important to understand the difference between the two categories. Original Medicare, parts A and B, is coverage that is provided directly by the federal government, and most working Americans automatically are entitled to this when they turn 65. Your enrollment in part A and B is automatic for anyone who is 65 and already receiving Social Security or under the age of 65 and receiving uh, disability benefits. Oh, okay. So uh, what about the amount that comes out of my paycheck each month? How does that amount factor into Medicare? Yeah, that's a great question, Tony, and and I'm sure it's one that has crossed the minds of many uh, of our listeners over the years as as they've paid that tax. So as with Social Security, a certain portion of each of your paychecks is automatically deducted to pay for Medicare. When the Medicare tax has been withheld from your pay for at least 40 calendar quarters, you're likely to be eligible for Part A coverage with no premium. Although Part B typically has a monthly premium, its monthly premium is determined by your income level. Oh, okay. So in a way, those paycheck deductions are a prepayment of uh, the premium for Part A. Yeah, I guess you could kind of think of it that way, Tony. Uh, on the other hand, when you look at Part C, which is called Medicare Advantage, or Part D, which is the, the prescription plan that goes with Medicare, uh, those are separate from the original Medicare and, and provide additional or supplemental coverage that's offered via Medicare-approved private insurance companies. To enroll in Part C or D, you must decide what policy coverage and monthly premium is going to be right for you and then purchase that policy from a, a carrier. Okay, so and now we've covered already uh, the parts of Medicare 
uh, from an overview, and, and you've given us an overview of what it is and, and the various parts. Uh, but our time is almost up here for this first segment. I want to first, before we move on and, and dive more into some of the details, uh, let's take a break to give our listeners some information. I know you have a special offer for them and you're offering a complimentary consultation, correct? Yeah, Tony. So so we are happy to sit down with people and offer them a complimentary consultation to take a look at how their retirement planning is going, or even if they're in retirement, um, are there ways to improve what's going on? You know, as we, as my, my colleague Brandon and I always joke, you can't get a second opinion from the person who gave you their first. Um, so we want to take a look what's going on and making sure that you have an income plan that's going to last your entire life, making sure if you have investments, that those investments, the, the risk that's present there um, is a appropriate for your tolerance and also where you are on that retirement spectrum. And also making sure that we are taking a look at, at Medicare and at least having some sort of plan um, for how you're going to pay for those premiums or pay for your health care in general, because that is going to eat away at some of your income um, in retirement. We don't want to have that impact uh, your retirement goal and your retirement lifestyle when you get there. So if you want to schedule an appointment and start that conversation, you can give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at theivag.com and we'll schedule a meeting. We can do that virtually given the, the times or an in-person meeting um, and we'll start that conversation. Yeah, sounds great. And we've been looking at Medicare. This is basically a beginner's guide to Medicare. And so far, uh, you've defined Medicare and talked about the four parts. Um, let's start with part A. Go into a little bit more detail for us. Yeah, I'll go into some detail. It can get quite um, complicated, yeah. but, but here yeah. we go, right? So part A is hospital insurance that covers the cost of medical facilities and offers coverage for medically necessary inpatient care at hospitals, skilled nursing facilities, hospice, and limited home health care services. While most people don't pay a premium, Tony, for Part A because they have already paid enough in Medicare payroll taxes, that doesn't mean that the coverage is going to be completely without cost for Part A. So, for example, in 2020, you're going to have a deductible, and that deductible is going to be about $1,400. For the first 60 days of care within a benefit period, uh, there is no cost. It's zero. But keep in mind, if all of a sudden you're still receiving care in day 61 through 90, you're going to have a cost out of pocket of $352 per day. And then if you have a stay that's longer than 90 days, Medicare is going only going to pay a portion of those days. And, and then you have to dip into something called the lifetime reserve days. And you have 60 of those. And the cost to you out of pocket is going to be $704 per day. So you, you can see here that, yes, the program is free to a certain degree free, right? You've paid those premiums through your taxes. There's also an associated cost um, if your stay continues on longer than you had planned or longer than, um, yeah, you had ever planned in your retirement forecast. Right, right. So what if you decide, though, uh, to stay or need to stay in a skilled nursing facility instead of a hospital? Yeah, that's a good question, Tony. And first, I think it's important that we make sure everyone understands what is meant by a, a skilled nursing facility. So according to Medicare, a skilled nursing facility uh, is one in which nursing or therapy care can be delivered and performed safely and effectively by professionals or technicians. These individuals can also supervise the care. Medicare will cover these services in this category. Uh, for example, they'll cover physical therapy or occupational therapy, uh, speech language pathology, 
psychology, ambulance transportation, or even dietary counseling. So when you break down numbers uh, in a skilled nursing facility for 2020, uh, the first 20 days of a benefit period, there's zero cost. Then for the for days 21 through 100, it, it's $176 out of pocket for every day that you're in a facility like that. And then after that 100 day that 100 day period, the entire cost is going to be bared by the the patient. Oh, okay, uh, and that that's interesting. And thanks for answering that question for me. Um, I know that a lot of people have that misconception that Medicare is going to cover for long-term care, but it isn't, mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Well, and Part A in and of itself, that's a lot to digest right there, though. <laughs> and I think that's why it's so important for you to, uh, you know, kind of give us an overview of each part, uh, dig in sure. a little bit deeper. Um, and, uh, you know, this episode is available uh, as a podcast. They can listen to it over again. Uh, or set up a consultation with you guys and talk more about this. Now, what about Part B? Yeah, so so Part B, Tony, that's medical insurance that covers the cost uh, of two types of services, okay? It's either medically necessary and preventative. So medically necessary services consist of services or supplies that are required to diagnose or treat a medical condition and that meet certain medical care standards. Preventative services include healthcare services to avert illness or assist in early detection. These services would include clinical research, ambulance services, durable medical equipment, health, uh, mental health care, outpatient, inpatient care, second opinion before surgery, uh, and some outpatient medication. So, but does everybody pay the same for Part B? They do not, Tony. They do not pay the same. So the cost of Part B is going to vary according to your income level. Although for people who have enrolled in Part B in 2020, many will pay the standard monthly premium. And that premium uh, has a, the monthly premium is $144. And then there's also a $198 deductible. However, you have to keep in mind that if your income, if you're an individual um, and your income is greater than $85,000, or if you have a joint income um, that's greater than $170,000, there's going to be an extra charge um, to that premium because your income is too high. Well, that makes sense, I guess. What about Part C of Medicare? So Part C, Tony, this is where we transition from the original Medicare, Medicare, right? Part A and B. Now we'll talk about Part C and then we'll get to D. These are the the newer elements um, to Medicare. So Part C is is what they call Medicare Advantage. And these are policies that are offered by Medicare-approved private insurance carriers to provide you with the same benefits as Part A and B. And many plans offer extra benefits by providing prescription drug uh, drug coverage uh, or coverage of additional services like vision or hearing, dental, um, even wellness programs. If you select a Medicare Advantage plan, you'll still be enrolled in Medicare, but the difference here is that your medical coverage will be administered by your plan, or essentially privately, as opposed to being administered by the original Medicare or the government. So in other words, Medicare will pay the Medicare Advantage plan's uh, insurance carrier a set amount um, for each month instead of paying directly to the healthcare provider. Consequently, while the coverage uh, and costs of most Medicare Advantage plans vary, um, they provide all the same baseline coverages, all the benefits of Part A and B, and either you or your Medicare Advantage plan will still need to pay the premium associated with Part B. 
Okay, now what about the final part of Medicare, Part D? Yeah, so Part D is the the newest part. We'll call it the newest part of Medicare. So Part D is the prescription drug coverage that is offered through Medicare-approved private insurance companies. Every Medicare prescription drug plan has its own list of drugs. This is called a formulary for which it will provide coverage. A formulary is, is then divided into different tiers according to the cost of those drugs. So drugs on the lower tier generally have a lower copayment, where drugs on the higher tier will have a higher copayment. As parts C and D are provided by private insurance companies, the monthly premiums for these policies are going to depend uh, on, to an extent on their coverage and, and will vary between companies. Okay. Uh, now, this has been a really helpful conversation to have because I don't think uh, people realize, of course, there's so many parts to Medicare and what it can do, what it doesn't do. And, you know, we define Medicare and you've given us a, a, talking about each of the parts. You know, you said part C. I thought C was for cookie. I grew up. Lear <laughs> I learned that C was for cookie. Yeah, we all uh, turns out it turn out, turns out it's not. So you've talked about I know I've heard that there's a, a coverage gap, especially with prescriptions when it comes to Medicare coverage. Tell us more about that uh, coverage gap. So in the last segment, Tony, right, we talked about C&D, as you mentioned, and they prov they are provided by insurance companies and with a monthly premium. There's, those premiums are going to vary depending on the coverage of each company. However, although the costs are going to vary plan to plan, the payment structure for Part D can often create a gap in coverage. And this is the, the dreaded donut hole that has been talked about for a number of years, the Medicare dread, uh, donut hole, right? So essentially, this is how this oh, works. Oh, that's awesome. I love donut holes. <laughs> yeah, I know. It goes back, uh, to, your now, cookie, now, goes back now, to your cookie comment, right? <laughs> see, now it's getting interesting again. I love <laughs> yeah, it. Well, oh, this isn't the kind of donut hole that you want to eat, right? Oh, so, okay. So, so this is how this works. So essentially, you pay monthly premiums for Part D all year long. And with most plans, you pay 100% of the drug costs until you reach your deductible amount. After your deductible, the cost of your drugs is split between you and your plan. However, once you and your plan have reached uh, about $4,000 on covered drugs, you enter into a coverage gap and you will then have to, you'll pay essentially 37% of the price of a generic drug uh, and 25% of a brand name drug. And you'll continue paying those percentages until you've hit your out of pocket expense, which is 63 or $6,350 on those drugs. So at that point, then you're going to qualify for catastrophic coverage and the cost, uh, your copayment goes down drastically. But keep in mind, Tony, that's a lot of money. If, if you have a number of prescriptions in your family, that's a lot of money that you're going to pay out of pocket um, as you're getting up and using your prescription drugs. And that's going to eat into your, your retirement income. Well, for sure. So how do we address this potential coverage gap? So, Tony, just like with any insurance policies, there's going to be times when the Medicare plan you've chosen doesn't provide you with the coverage that you need. So to help limit the potential consequences, you can uh, purchase what they call a Medicare supplement insurance or a Medigap. Very likely people have heard of that. A Medigap policy from a private insurance carrier to bridge the potential holes in your coverage. A Medigap policy can be used to help pay for some of the health care costs like co-payments, co-insurance, and deductibles that the original Medicare does not cover. Or it can be used to provide you with coverage for services that aren't included in original Medicare, like international travel Medicare. If you're going overseas you're and you don't have a Medigap policy, you're going to be um, out of luck if you need medical coverage because Medicare isn't going to pay for it. 
So a, a Medigap policy can only be used in conjunction, though, with the original Medicare, whereas a Medicare Advantage plan provides you with Medicare benefits through a private means. A Medigap policy is meant to complement the originally Medicare coverage. Just as the name implies, a Medigap policy is not a standalone coverage, right? Instead, it's a way to cover some of the expenses that uh, are not covered in the original Medicare to fill the gaps. If you have an okay. original... So keep in mind, too, if you have an original Medicare and you choose the purchase Medigap policy, then your Medicare policy will pay for the Medicare approved portion uh, for health care costs and your Medigap policy will then pay up the rest. Medigap, uh, Medigap policy will not provide you with uh, impenetrable coverage because there are many services that the policies will not cover. For example, long term care, vision, dental insurance, hearing, those types of things. So keep in mind that a, a Medigap policy is, is not going to cover everything. It's just going to fill in some of the gaps in the original Medicare program. Yeah, but how much is one of these Medigap type policies going to set me back? So, so, you know, Tony, they're offered by private insurance carriers. So as you can guess, the cost and the extent of coverage is going to vary greatly. Uh, Each insurance company determines its own premiums and many insurance companies charge different premiums for identical coverage. It's crucial that you understand the method by which an insurance company prices or rates its Medigap policies because there are three ways to do so. When shopping for a Medigap policy, it's not only important to make sure you're comparing policies that offer the same type of coverage, but also making sure the policies have the same pricing because the way Medigap policy is rated can profoundly impact your bottom line. And that leads me to my next question. What else is there to consider when we're looking at a Medigap policy? Well, Tony, as you start taking a look at uh, a Medigap policy, whether it might be right for you, right, there are are some things that you really should start to look at um, and important facts that you should consider. So the first one is you must have Medicare Part A and Part B. Secondly, if you have a a Medicare Advantage plan, you can apply for a Medigap policy, but make sure that you can leave your Medicare Advantage plan before your Medigap policy begins. A third thing to keep in mind, uh, in fact, to consider is you're going to pay the private insurance company uh, a monthly premium for your Medigap policy, but you're also going to have to continue to pay a premium for Part B to Medicare. Four, a Medigap policy only covers one person. So if you and your spouse both want some sort of Medigap coverage, then you're both going to have to go through the process of applying for separate policies. A fifth thing to keep in mind is is you may buy Medigap policy from any insurance company, but make sure that it's licensed to do so in your state. Uh, Keep in mind, too, number six, any standardized Medigap policy is guaranteed renewable even if you have health care problems. So this means that the insurance company cannot cancel your Medigap policy as long as you continue to pay the premium. The last thing to keep in mind, Tony, is some Medigap policies sold in the past covered prescription drugs. But when Part D came into effect, so back in January of 2006, they weren't allowed to be covered. Medigap Medigap policies could not cover prescriptions anymore. So if you want drug coverage, you need to make sure that you use the Medicare prescription drug plan in Part D. Ah, okay. Well, there's a whole lot to consider here when looking at Medicare, isn't there? Yeah, there certainly is, Tony. And this is kind of just the tip of the iceberg. Like like we've mentioned a couple of times, this is just the big picture view because 
generally when we sit down with people, they, they thought about social security and their savings. They know they have to do Medicare, but, but they just don't have a sense of it. So, you know, through this podcast, I wanted to provide some people with, you know, the big picture of how it's going to work, uh, and get them thinking about how are they going to pay for their healthcare costs? Cause it is going to be a cost that they're going to have, uh, when they retire. Yeah, it's a lot to think about. That's for sure. Well, as usual, our time has flown by. Our time is up for this week's show. Is there anything else you want to add or share with us before we go today? Yeah, I'll just share again the phone number for our, our, our firm, 866-360-2724, or visit us online at the IVAG.com. Uh, sit down. We can have a conversation about uh, what your retirement is going to look like, what you want it to be, how have you been saving, and how are we going to take that, that retirement savings and make sure that it's going to, one, create the income that you need, um, and also last the entirety of your life and therefore the entirety of your um, retirement. So uh, we're doing virtual meetings if, if that's something that you feel you need to do at this point, or, or you, we can meet in our office down in Tilton face-to-face and start that conversation where, again, we're going to take into account Social Security um, and start thinking also about Medicare and how that's going to impact your retirement um, income and expenses. All right. All right. Wow. Well, that's very helpful. And what's the phone number if our listeners want to call and set up that complimentary consultation once again? Yeah, it's 866-360-2724, Tony. All right. And that concludes today's episode of the Ivy Retirement Podcast with our host, Peter Loffenberg. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for joining me. And uh, thanks for another great episode. We'll see everyone in uh, another week. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Loffenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at theivag.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC. Tilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Loffenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.